welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for tap water drinkers. I'm Cody. And I'm tap water. <laughs> I'm Tyler. Are you on the tap water train? No, I always drink filtered water. You know I'm a water snob. Yeah, well. The, yeah. My Here's baseline bottled water is Fiji water. Only goes up in price from there. <laughs> I'm a... I feel like I'm stronger because I'm a tap water man. You're more you know? docile. I I have built my immune system and I have become one with nature. I'm drinking water the way God intended. Out of a tap. I lift a handle, the faucet vomits H2O, and I suck it down my gullet. Yeah. Here's what nobody knows, though. I know, but you don't know. Everybody out here who's like, don't drink the tap water. And then they down an Aquafina or a Dasani. All right. There's a fun fact for you. That's just Detroit tap water. <laughs> That's tap water. That's what it is. They do no filtering on those. Like that Nestle water is just like, there's like, we're claiming this pond. Yeah. <laughs> this water, res- this natural water reserve, we're claiming it. And we're just going to hire a dude to dip water bottles into it. And then we'll send it to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, theirs is pretty much the same. They do almost zero filtering. So is Fiji your preferred or you got something better? You my boss boy? My preferred is smart water. Topo Chico, LaCroix. Where are we no. at? Oh, don't don't put the chemicals in there, Cody. Only sh- the minerals and the electrolytes. <laughs> I like the smart water. Voss. Oh, I like smart in water the too. glass bottle. Not the not that fake when you get a Ross. Yeah, I ain't about that. But yeah, I like that. I like that Voss with the glass bottle. That's nice. Those glass bottles, freaking tanks. I've dropped it from like ten feet up onto concrete, and it's, it's fine. Precious, precious water. You have to protect it. <laughs> They're so thick. They're too thick. The glass it's is, mostly glass. It's so. It's because the glass is cheaper than the water, and oh. so they're like, you know what? We'll save money if we just make a crazy thick. Yeah bottle i'll tell you what's a scam though is that icelandic glacier water that stuff is garbage don't drink that that's the that's the same glacier that sunk the titanic and how dare we you know support it yeah you gotta follow the money that glacier kills leonardo dicaprio or was he ever even real that's a good question is he or is he so good at acting because he's a a robot meat suit that can be controlled. He's like Hatsune Miku. Mm-hmm. She's the Japanese pop star that's not real, Cody. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds that sounds Japanese. Yeah. Tyler, what do we watch? We watched Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, we did. 2021. <laughs> no. Put the year after just to no. spite whoever. I don't know who the director is. Does anybody know? No. I know that Alex Skarsgård knows. Maybe. So, Tyler. I feel like lately, what? We were talking earlier about IMDb pictures. No, I wanted I wanted to be the one to tell this to you. I'll tell you tell right. me, I'm shocked. Audience, here's what I need you to do. I'm really Whip out your phone, open up your Internet Explorer on your on your Windows 2000 machine, I need you to look up Alexander Skarsgård so that you may behold his 
IMDb profile picture. Now, Tyler, just tell me what's going on here. He's wearing a tuxedo. At uh, or is he? <laughs> he's wearing half of a tuxedo. <laughs> I'm trying to see if it says the awards he's at. At something, probably. Yep, some sort of an award. It's in front of a corrugated metal, like a storage wall? container. Yeah, you know, one of on a burgundy carpet. Yeah, and he's not wearing pants. That is that that's, what you're wanting? Yeah, no, that's. That's what we're looking for. Oh, and also, I feel like it's important to know yes. he's wearing tidy whities Oh. Not boxers. Also, just as important, he's wearing those little sock garters. Yeah. <laughs> the little straps that go and they hold your sock. Suspenders for your socks, I guess is what they are. It's a full tuxedo without pants. It's everything you would need for a tuxedo sans pants. Yes. Tarzan himself. No pants. So... I'm glad you got to experience that. I want to know the context so badly. He's like a serious actor, right? I mm, I, guess, I guess he was in like True Blood and Tarzan, so a little more box office-y. Well, I mean, yeah, and also like his whole family is actors. His dad's an actor, so can you really take it seriously at that point? Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. So, good for him. What are we talking about? Here's what I was about to say. Right. It was at the MTV Movie Awards in 2016. That checks out. That checks out. But still, why? I don't know. You want to, There's a picture of him on stage. Doing that? Presenting an award. Without the pants. I don't. Why? Because um, it was for Tarzan. He's a wild man. Tarzan. Also, in case you didn't know, that guy next to him, that oh yeah, that is Samuel L. Jackson that had to present an award with a pantsless Alexander Skarsgård. Wow. Well, that's he, fine, he, I guess. You saw his face. He's very pleased with himself. I mean, if you were Tarzan, would you not, you know, walk around without pants? I would walk around without clothes. If I was as ripped as Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. So... Tyler, what was your first impression? This this was an ex- you were ready for this movie. So ready. You're ready because you like the mo- you're a fan of the MonsterVerse. You're ready. We watched Godzilla 2 together. How did it go for you? It went good. There's the thing. I said I would do it. So I'm here to tell you I did it. I went to go see it. I didn't go see an IMAX, I think, because you can't get front row at the IMAX. It's mm. for reserved for wheelchairs and people who are pushing the wheelchairs. So I went to see it in the Dolby, I believe, front row. And it was a mistake, but it was also the best decision I've ever made. Right? Yeah, I believe that. I mean, mistake because... Your neck hurt? No. Because uh, there was a lot of very panic-inducing scenes in this film. Mm. Because here's the thing people don't know. When you're on the front row, when the monsters are doing stuff, it's they're the scale they're supposed to be. <laughs> so it feels like you're there. So when there's something creepy or stressful happening, you're like, I, I was I white knuckle gripped my wife's hand <laughs> the whole movie. 
And she was like, yeah, you were stressed out. And I was we like, had yeah. such different experiences. <laughs> you watched it I in watched your... it at home. So yeah. I was like way back on the couch. Just like, this is fine. Everything's fine. I will say it was very loud. <laughs> it was what, it was oh, a yeah. lot. I'm sure it was extra loud for you at being in the theater, but it was my speakers for, yeah. It was 80% large explosions and crashes. And then like very quiet dialogue. You're really having to like folk, like squinting your eyes so you can hear better. So you can hear the dialogue. What are they saying? Yeah. Luckily, you know, being at the, that was an advantage of going to the Dolby's. They mixed it a little better. Yeah. Their speakers are able to handle those two extremes better than most. Mm-hmm. So, okay. You enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Oh, I- no, no. You said two statements there. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Was it good? <laughs> eh. Stop. Okay. Let me tell you how it went for me. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't want to get into this yet, but I'm going to give you my theory of what how they could have made it better later. Right. But I did enjoy it for what it was. Um, you know, a little under two hours. Gave me about two hours worth of entertainment, so it's not a perfect film, but it is the film that we uh, earned and have deserved. Yeah, I would say. I agree. Dare we even do a plot synopsis? Is it even? It seems like a fool's errand. I can for do- a, of all the movies <clears throat> we've done, and you know, I feel like we're doing a worse and worse job at the plot summaries. No, I got this one. But- I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> trust me Cody. carry on carry go ahead go on this journey with me all right so what you do is you got godzilla and king kong okay and there was Ghidorah from a previous film okay everybody knows who all of these things are especially Ghidorah or hedora or hedora they're different throughout the years but you know what it is was they got kong who's now in a dome not on not on the island he's mm-hmm. in a dome and Godzilla's messing about, and they're like, Godzilla, what's he doing? And he starts messing about too much, and then they're like, we got to get King Kong to kill Godzilla. No, that's foolish. We'll get Kong to lead us to a thing that we can kill him with. And then that goes almost about as well as you can expect. And then they're like, they try to act like Kong was there for all the Godzilla movies. <laughs> and that they're ancient rivals that have battled constantly yes even though they've not been on screen together at all since the 60s yes and they're like yeah you remember all that other stuff you remember when Ghidorah conquered all the titan creatures and he's like i own all of you and they all bowed except for godzilla well kong also didn't bow (laughs) he was there somewhere remember he was in the dome it seemed like you had more problems with the plot of this movie than I did. Oh, which I is did. amazing. I have a lot of problems with okay. the plot. Yeah. So then, they, you know, they fight, but, you know. And then the bad guy. The bad guy is I, your thing. You better. Nobody knows. Nobody, I didn't know. Did you know going in? No. I didn't know. No. The twist of the century, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Of this young century. Okay. You went into here's the thing. The detail I was going to go into is the Godzilla fights Kong. (laughs) But great. You got right into it. I feel like everyone's up to speed and they're ready for it. Yeah. There's nothing else to do than just to 
I missed the most important part. All right. Ricky Baker's in the movie. <laughs> Which I've told Tiffany on more than one occasion, you put that kid in the movie, I'm in. I'm in 100%. Ricky, Ricky Baker. <laughs> the Terminator. <laughs> like Sarah Connor, but in the first one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. We We have to move on. All right. So it's, you know, how, how are we getting into? Are we going to take a levitating? Oh, yeah, we'll take a levitating a, tank spacecraft. What are they called? The, oh, what are they called? The, <laughs> I don't know what anything this movie is called except for King Kong and Godzilla. I just remember they're like, if these helicopters, and then they're, they're like, they're not helicopters, they're turds or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? Was- no. It was a dumb name. I don't remember what it was now. Oh, uh, yeah. So we'll take the indestructible floating car mm-hmm. into the core of Spoiler Town. Yes. USA. Yes. All right. This movie starts out with. I've, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I, I wrote down amazing intro music. Oh, it was just like it was like I wasn't expecting it. That's what it was, because they picked like some sort of 50s or 60s kind of poppy song you're like oh what's going on here yeah. oh kong's floating about and that's fun here's the thing king kong does this cool thing i forgot he did it because it's been so long since i've seen skull island mm-hmm. he rips up a giant tree and then he strips off the branches and has a little spear <laughs> that's how he do and i forgot he did that but i'm like you can do that so many times or trees only grow so fast yeah you know Anyway, that's when I found out he's in the dome because he throws the spear and it like cracks the top of the dome Truman Truman Show style. Yeah. So I, it seemed irresponsible. I thought Kong was the protector. He's thrown it, he's thrown it at the dome, but he didn't... Because he knows it's a dome. He, he knows it's not real. Wanted to tell him... You know how he knows, Cody? Because it's nighttime and they have the day cycle turned on. Mm-hmm. Like fools. Oh, yeah. Also, the dome is the size of a football stadium, and he's a giant gorilla that can cross it in. You don't know how big he is. Nobody knows how big he is. There's no limit. The only the only scale we know is that he's roughly big enough to fight Godzilla. But how big is Godzilla? You don't know that either. Oh, I'm sure I could find a size chart, Cody. (laughs) I'm sure you could. So I don't know. That's fine. Here's the thing about this movie. You kind of touched on this. They they don't, you know, I don't know. These monster movies, you pop up and you're like, here's some humans, care about them. And I'm like, I don't care about them. There's big monkey. Like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> but they're always like, and every movie, I don't know. It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, here's the Kong humans and here's the Godzilla humans. And we fall them throughout. Yeah. But they don't do that. <laughs> like, I feel like they have not been consistent, except Millie Bobby Brown was in the last one and she's in this one. But is anybody else like from the previous ones? Because Kong Skull Island took place like 50 years ago. Yeah. And then Godzilla took place. King of Monsters was like five years ago. Anyway, so it's just like. Either give me some consistent humans to follow. Or let's just do the monkey. <laughs> that's all I need. Yeah. You know, well, that's what Millie's there for. She's yeah, the so Millie's there. Human. Whatever. There's a black guy in this movie. I forget. It. I should look up his name. And it was driving me crazy because I see him every like four years. He pops up in something and I'm like, who is this man? What is he in? His name is Chris Chalk and he is in uh, 
I believe he's in. Is this the right guy? Are you sure? Are you no, yeah. Are he, the, he's in. He's in newsroom. So that's that's what happened to me during this movie. I had to do a lot of pausing to look up who on earth people were. Although now that I'm looking at his IMDb, it's not even in his top thing. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm about ninety percent sure he's in news. Yep, he's in about, the newsroom. Talking about Ben. Yeah, Chris Chalk plays Ben. He also plays Gary Cooper in the newsroom. So the newsroom, great show. Anyway, he's in this. I don't even know what he does. I don't know what any of the humans does except for what's his name? What's the New Zealand kid's name? Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker and Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, and Brian Tree Hill is in this movie. Yeah, that's oh, what I thought you were talking about. It warmed my heart when well, I I know him immediately. As soon as I see him, I'm like Paperboy. Like he's in Atlanta. That's Paperboy. Love him. Great. Yeah. Glad to see him get some more roles. I want him. You know, he's good. He needs to be in more things. I'm sure he will. Atlanta's great. I think they're shooting two more seasons of Atlanta. Isn't doesn't that warm your heart? Yeah. What you haven't seen Atlanta? No. Tyler, I think you would like Atlanta. Oh, I've I know I take it back. I've seen like an episode and I liked it a lot. Yes. Okay. It's the show with uh what's his Donald Glover? Yes. Yes. I always get it mixed up because the old guy is Donnie Glover. The young guy is Donald. It's, it's Danny Glover. Danny. Glover. Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Donald. No relation whatsoever. No. Listen to his raps. Donald Glover, not Danny Glover. Danny Glover doesn't rap to my knowledge. Donald Glover does. Look. Danny Glover is too sophisticated to rap. <laughs> Brian Trehill's in this movie. He is. That's and he true. spits up Apple, which is probably my first favorite moment of the movie. He's like trying to hack it. You know, he's like the conspiracy theorist guy who has a podcast. It made me very happy. Now yeah. the podcasts are in movies. It makes me happy. Yeah. And he's like, it's always crazy people, which is kind of the bummer because it's like, darn, I know podcasts. But think of all the crazy stuff I've said on here and you're next to me. So <laughs> that's true. OK, so. He's got a podcast. He's hacking into the main or trying to, you know, he's going through the charity levels to figure out what's going on. And he gets shocked because the alarm goes off and he just like spits up Apple. It made me so happy. I was like, yeah. Okay. He also immediately surrenders, which is really funny. Yeah. He's like, I, I give up. I surrender. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was good. I just mean, like Jar Jar Binks. Who also immediately. <laughs> the eye roll you gave me. Surrenders in Phantom Menace. <laughs> And he surrenders all power in this in Attack of the Clones, too. Your, it's all he does. Your eye roll was such a like a you were it's not even the bit. You're just like, don't don't see that name in my home. This is our Binks. And you made me think about Jar Jar Binks. I need I will watch the shows. We'll watch the show with Jar Jar in it and you'll love him. I he pretends to be a Jedi. Will never. You're telling me there's a TV show, a Star Wars TV show that'll make me like Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. I would rather not watch it <laughs> than be convinced that I like Jar Jar Binks. That's where I'm at. Yeah. But so, you know. um, here's the thing. They throw in these humans, and it's like, Brian Treehill, of course, I'm on his team. Millie Bobby Brown, Ricky Baker, all right, that's fine. That should have been it. Because instead, Kong's like, hey... I'm here in the dome and look, there's a little deaf girl. She's from Skull Island, probably. Yeah, she's here. Look, there's her mom. Some white lady we were just meeting for the first time. And I was like, I don't 
either explain it or don't. They explain it, but they're like, let's just explain it at like minute 90 of the movie. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, what is your relationship? Where are you from? What's your deal? They never explain anything. They're just like, yeah, it's a deaf girl. She's friends with Kong. And that's her white mom. That's just how it goes. She adopted her, though. We don't know who the mom is. We don't know who the daughter is. And so we just have to figure out this connection is. Yeah, they did. I think when they first went to Kong, there was like an incredibly brief. We all know. But it is hard when there's nobody new to explain it to because you don't want her to go into the deaf daughter and be like, yeah, you remember that time where your entire civilization was destroyed and I adopted you? Mm hmm. That was crazy, right? But here's what doesn't make sense about it. Kong oh. Skull Island took place 50 years ago. Yeah. So was Skull Island just destroyed like a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think because they talked about it. I think it was when Ghidorah did his thing, which is just a few years ago. Oh. That's, that made Kongo nuts and it made all the Skull Walkers or whatever. What, is that what they're called? Skull, skull crawl Watchers? Skull Crawlers, I think. Skull... Skull ballers. The little things that Kong kills. It made them go nuts, too. Oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. So That's the other problem with these movies. They take place over stages, but it's not like... I also think it was just her parents got killed, not the whole village. Ah, uh, sure. So, I, don't I don't know. Maybe Skull Island is gone forever now. Maybe they nuked it, because that's their solution. These animals feed on radiation, and we've nuked Godzilla a million times. Let's nuke them to kill them. Yeah. There's only one that will die from this, and that's Kong. There's only one they can kill with a nuke, and it's the one they don't want to kill. Uh-huh. But they constantly use nukes. The point is they're dumb. The only thing that can kill a big monkey is a big lizard. That's what I know from these movies. Look, yeah. you're not going to do anything against Godzilla. You need a big monster to fight him, or you're not going to fight him, probably. I haven't seen the first Godzilla of this franchise, so I don't know how they fought him, okay? I know. He they didn't fight him. He fought for us, Cody. No, okay, because he was a bad guy in the first one. No, and then in Godzilla King of Monsters, he was a good guy. He He's not the bad monsters. guy in the first one. Well, then what did he do in the first one? He killed the Mutos. I don't know what that is. Here's what what it is: massive unidentified terrestrial organism, Muto. Why do they have Mutos? Because they got the rights to Godzilla, but none of the other monsters. <laughs> But then why in this movie are they freaking out? Because they're like, oh, yeah, sometimes Godzilla fights for us, then he's, now he's a bad guy he's fighting against us. Yeah. So when was he fighting against them? D the, in this movie. But I thought in, the, in Godzilla King of Monsters, they're like, Godzilla's a monster. He's going to destroy us all. It, no, they were like, the, here's the thing. Do you remember? Godzilla King of Monsters, they were eco-terrorists. <laughs> to bring the world back into balance, they had to unleash the monsters. So they would all fight and destroy everything. And then they're like, oh, shoot, one of them's controlling all of them. This is not going well. They're supposed to kill each other. I know. There wasn't a big monkey in that one, so I like this one better. He was there. <laughs> he was on a screen for half a second. They showed a scene from the, God, from the King Kong movie where he's walking across the screen. And they're like, Godzilla or King Kong's even going nuts. And his going nuts was like, uh? <laughs> and looking off to the left. Yeah, he always looks off to the right, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, okay, whatever. Point is, they're like, we got to get Kong out of here because Godzilla's going to fight him. 
Kong has whatever, and that'll let us go to the core of the earth. And under the crust of the earth is the core of the earth. And in the core of the earth is a place where Kong can live. Probably, or maybe not. We want, we made these turd ships and we got to use them. Oh yeah, that's what I think. I was looking at what the heck these things were called. I'm going, I'm looking it up now. I uh, remembered you helped me. Um, yeah, because they're like, we, <laughs> okay. Alexander Skarsgård's character, right? They go to him, the Mexican billionaire tech dude, right? Is he Mexican? Venezuelan. I don't know. El Salvadorian. I don't know. Colombian. That sounds right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all I know is he had that the accent and he's rich. Yeah. He's like, I believe in your theories. And he's like, everybody thinks I'm crazy. They're like, hollow earth monsters. We live in the real world. <laughs> With Godzilla and Ghidorah <laughs> and Mothra, not this crazy hollow earth theory that has been proven multiple times. Your brother died going into it because of gravity shift or whatever. You're a crazy person. Yeah. And he's like, no one believes me. All my books, I have them in my apartment because they don't sell. And the guy's like, I believe you because I don't drink tap water. <laughs> That's how that kicks the, all of it off. And then they're like, we don't know how to get there. Even though my brother went into a tunnel and got killed. So I obviously know how to get there. And they're like, yeah, also we have a facility in Antarctica to get there. But Kong has to lead us there. Because you can't track it unless you got a man with a big... A big man <laughs> to track or something. Yeah, I don't know. They got to follow Kong. Here's the thing. I know the plot doesn't make a ton of sense, but the conceit that we're just, you know, it makes sense to me because it makes as much sense as there's a giant lizard fighting a giant monkey. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, cool, whatever we have to do to get there, just do it. Heaves. That's what uh, they were called. Heaves. All right. That's fine. Here's the thing. So they're heading up there. They got Kong on a giant ship. They have him semi-sedated. And they're going up. And then, of course, Godzilla's like, cool. Uh, just a monkey floating in the water. I can take care of that. No problem. So they yeah. fight a little bit here and there. Like, we got to let Kong go so Kong can fight him. They kind of fight a little bit. Kong makes it up out of the water. And they're like, we got to <laughs> we gotta turn off all the lights. <laughs> so I think Godzilla will think everyone's dead <laughs> or something. Like, they're just like, turn off, shut off all the lights. What? Is your is your screen all right? Yeah, probably. probably Shut off all the lights. <laughs> Shut off everything. Godzilla will think Kong's dead or something. If we shut off the lights, Godzilla will think that King Kong is dead. So let's do that. And then Godzilla's like, "All right, I'll leave." What was that? Okay. Godzilla was there to fight Kong. And so by turning off the ships and G Kong was laying down, but obviously breathing, but not dead. Godzilla's like, cool, did my job. I will. I'll defend. Why this did they point. turn off the light? This is one of the few things I feel like they have been very consistent about in that Godzilla's intelligence level is enough that he understand. He recognizes like a like a carrier or a battleship, even though they're not battleships, but, you know, like a, a ship or a military thing with guns as a threat. As another creature that mm. could be a threat to him. Okay. 
They did it in the last one where he told him to stand down, open the blast shield so that he can see in at everybody and stand their guns down, power yeah. down their weapons. And then Godzilla was like, cool, we're fine. I'm going to jump scare everybody in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they've been very clear on that point. So I think that's what they was going for. Is Godzilla. Kong, I'm going to, you know, here's a, here's a sweeping statement for the whole thing. Kong gets his butt whooped every time he fights Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it is not, it's like no contest which one is better or stronger. Wow. Which is like, Whoa, I was hold like, up. those are fighting words. <laughs> he loses every time. Uh, don't you mean, uh, hold on. They, Alex Skarsgård probably, or one of the humans who's I don't care about, says, guess round two goes to Kong. So explain that. Yeah, here's <laughs> the thing, though. The round two that goes to Kong is Godzilla walking away into the water and being like, I did what I came here to do, and you what were did, also So here. did he come there to kill Kong or just to dominate him? Dominate, I think. That's lame. But he couldn't finish dominating. There wasn't enough room on the barge for both of them. They climb up onto a carrier, which is cool, and fight on there. The point is, Kong lost, and then he they're like, turn everything off so that Godzilla doesn't think we're... Because he's like looking at all of us, too. So mm-hmm. we're not a threat. So basically, it's all of them turning over... And spreading their cheeks for Godzilla. And he's like, cool, I'm going to leave. Okay, so here's whatever. I will say about this movie, it is well shot. Like, they have good dramatic lighting. It's, you know, I do think they did a good job on that aspect of it. Yeah. I will say that. I have that thought once or twice. They do like a Hyperloop thing when uh, Brian Treehill pairs up with a teenage boy and girl yeah. <laughs> to go on an adventure of, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, theorizing. And they end up in a down in the belly of the apex, whatever. They go on like a Hyperloop thing. And it's so crazy because I just saw a month or two ago a thing about how they could do Hyperloops and how, like, oh, we could use magnets. I think yeah. Tesla's doing it maybe. Like yeah. we can, and we can you know it'll levitate in the tube and then use magnets to propel and shoot forward and that's exactly how they got around like their shipping thing i was like that's pretty cool yeah there's the whole thing that they want to do the one between is it san francisco and la yeah it's like probably. the test because yeah. it's like not super long and it would be like how long does it take to get from san francisco to la five hours driving yeah and i think he said it would take six. 30 minutes maybe yeah. in the hyperloop because mm-hmm. yeah it's like car and then you lift it up with magnets and then you just fire it and then there's every so often there's a magnet that's pushing, pushing it again yeah can't do it it's just like people thought you go over 35 miles an hour it's gonna melt your brain back that's in the true. day that's what's gonna happen brains are gonna jackie at some chan point, proved them wrong I, in around the world in 80 days i'm so happy <laughs> so happy that you knew exactly what i was thinking about okay my next note i need you to explain to me Monkey net. Where they carry him in the net. It. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like, this ship thing, it's not going to work. Yeah. Okay. How's Kong with heights? <laughs> the giant net being pulled up by like six helicopters. Yeah. I think the only reason that was there 
is uh because it's cool well i think it's a nod to the 60s one because mm. i told you before we started i grew up with that vhs you're gonna love that movie let me tell you, walk you through it a young japanese scientist he comes home he's like hey we developed super strength he's a thread that's super powerful and he's like check this out and goes out onto his balcony ties himself off and holds himself with the wire like look how much weight this wire can hold and then they carry kong with it later in the movie nice that's the sweet throwback here's, here's my okay. point the last that movie probably better written than this one even though there was a pointless octopus <laughs> i mean that's just giving the people what they want yeah you know what I wrote down? Tell when me. Kong was swinging around doing his thing? Yeah. It looks like the giant, the guardian ape in Sekiro. If you have not taken the time to watch the boss fight in Sekiro called Guardian Ape, you got to do it. Is watch that, some random streamer do it. It's a good time. Is that the one where they, yes. they gotcha? Yeah, it's the gotcha one. Anyway, that's what I realized Kong looks like. Yeah. So that's cool. Here's my problem with the, the whole conceit of this movie. Kong's gonna fight Godzilla. Now you're saying, you're saying, oh, Godzilla's stronger than Kong. I would dispute that point. I will in a minute. Here's my problem with this movie: Godzilla, Kong. Godzilla, whose side are you gonna take? You have to take Kong's side. Yeah. Because Godzilla is like a giant lizard, giant rocky lizard thing with no expression, and then Kong has a little man face because he's a monkey, you know. And you see his facial expressions and you feel bad for him and you're like, you are me if my DNA was slightly different, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's not fair because everyone's going to root for Kong. Here's the problem I'm having. You're saying Godzilla does not express. I'll tell you, he smiles and chuckles <laughs> during this film. In this movie? Did you, are you serious with me right I'm now? I'm serious. I was like, I... I almost didn't want to do this podcast because I thought you were going to be so enraged by the Godzilla chuckle. All right. I missed it. Here's the thing. Second time Godzilla whoops. Keep King in Kong. mind, you were approximately <laughs> the scale you watch this movie on versus the scale I watch this movie on is very different. But continue. The second time Godzilla whoops Kong. Mm -hmm. And he's got him down. And I think it's when he puts his foot on his chest. Mm. Godzilla goes. <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, it's and I was like, no, <laughs> but it was a chuckle. Also, Godzilla smiles every time he wins. I think I maybe I do remember kind of that, but it's just like and I'm like, Did, what that versus King Kong, who, oh, spoiler alert, knows sign language now. Yeah, he's basically a man. He's with, always a man sign. with no pants. Yeah, who just wants to be free. And fight giant monsters. I just, yeah, so that, that was my problem with this movie. I'm like, who's going to root for Godzilla at all? I was a Godzilla boy growing up. I love Godzilla. Yeah. Okay, I watched some of the old movies. I love the 1999 movie, yeah, which did. is terrible. Oh, it's so bad. But it was, one, it was one of the four movies I watched that year. Ooh. And uh, anyway, so that's my problem with it. I'm like, there's, I have no sympathy for Godzilla. He's just a big lizard. And yeah. Kong is so expressive. He's a buff lizard. Mm-hmm. So buff. Arms aren't big enough. They're like King Kong. Boom. Look at it. He's got guns. So anyway, that's fine. Big twist of this movie. Uh, is this when, when do they fight? 
They go to the biggest <laughs> okay. city in okay. the world. There's a huge gap where I didn't write any notes. So oh. I got we got to talk through this. So they go to hollow the hollow earth, earth, which is like, OK, here's my question to you. If it's just the inside of the earth. Yeah. Why do they have to go through like a space time portal? To get there. It, or is it a different dimension within the core? Why? What was the point of the of the of the doorway that they had to go through the portal, the black hole esque thing? What what's happening, Cody? I can answer your question, but you're not going to like it. Tell me, what was it? What was it, Cody? It's so that King Kong can fight Godzilla. <laughs> but, they, okay. but they had to go through the portal. OK, but then later. <laughs> when Kong reclaims his power of his people that were wiped out, I guess, or yeah, something. Yeah, keep going. Godzilla just blasts his way through to the no portal needed, and then they just walk out. All right, well, why do we need the portal? Okay, why did his brother die? What was the point of all of this? I'll explain it. Look, you and I both like extreme sports. Yeah, let me give you an analogy. Okay, if you want to bungee jump you need a cord you need bungee cords to go down to get up you just walk climb up the ladder walk up the stairs go up. you don't need anything special to go up <laughs> you just need the equipment to go down it's like bungee jumping in reverse <laughs> to go down in a hollow earth you need the special thing to go back up to the surface you just whoop just, Isn't that whoop. what they said when they were trying just, to explain whoop. the the snap of gravity? It's like it's like bungee jumping in reverse. Is that what you're saying to me? Are you quoting the movie? <laughs> That's not what I was meaning. I was thinking that analogy was clip, but then I realized it wasn't because they're going down with the bungee stuff and they're going up. See, it's science. That's what you don't understand. <laughs> is the science of this movie? They look. If this movie came out when it was supposed to, is the hyperloop before they were even announcing the hyperloop with Mag? Okay, it's ahead of its time. It's only in five years time ago. In five years time, we're going to have Hevo vehicles. What are they called? Heaves. Heaves. We're going to be floating around. We're not going to. You're not going to need tires anymore. You know, levitate above the ground. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's science. Science. Okay. Hollow Earth. Cool design. I love watching Kong jump around and do Kong stuff. Yeah. I that like that cool. he goes to the volcano, he does the handprint, and he goes right in there. And he's like, sweet, monkey axe. It's like, yes, you need to level the plane because it's not fair. God, King Kong's just big. Yeah. And Godzilla has all this radioactive power and like iron scales and whatever. And Kong's like, sweet, I got this axe. And look, it can block the radioactive beams. Okay. Well, I was all for it. So here's my question to you. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the whole ring around the, the throne. Mm. Because they go into the big temple thing, right? Yeah. And it's obvious that his species yeah. ruled Hollow Earth at one point. Yes. The axe is Godzilla's spines. Yeah. Around there. So is that why Godzilla and Kong fight each Is that the implication that they were like two species that fought each other to extinction? But then it's like, but the skull crawlers are what killed Kong's people or something. And it's like the skull crawlers are so not part of the threat anymore it's like it just kills him he just kill the biggest skull crawler could come out of nowhere and he'd be like smash like here's what you need to understand these movies are standalone films 
that are also very much tied to the last one, except don't think about it. You're thinking about it too much. Thinking about it. Here's what you need to think. Big monkey, <laughs> big lizard. And they're going to fight. And I, any plot in between, they're just doing you a favor. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you said at the beginning of this <laughs> that you thought I had a bigger problems with the plot of this film than you did. Yeah. I will... I have one statement. You're doing my job. Exactly here. true. <laughs> this is the Transformers Four of the Godzilla franchise. They will do maybe one more, and then it's going to be done. Yeah, yeah. I think they've killed it with this one. In a bad way. Look, I've seen Skull Island. I've seen Godzilla Two. Yeah. This is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. They've dialed. They've gone too far, though. They've done too much. You know what I mean? It's not just big monkey versus big lizard. The fact that I'm asking, did their societies kill each other? You've gone too far. You've done too much. Because now I have to think about the plot for it to make sense, which you've shot yourself in the foot. I do agree. I think they've made me care the most about the people in this one. The other ones, it's like, I don't care about these eco-terrorists, except for the fact that the guy who is in Game of Thrones is a great actor and I love him. But everything that he was not in, I could not care less about. I don't care about your whiny child. I don't care about the whiny scientist. I don't care about the whiny other scientist or all the other whiny so people. So we can agree they're doing way too much with the people. Yeah. Like the humans in this, if anything, you just need like the child or the Millie Bobby Brown. You yeah. need one of those to have some sympathy or someone to be like, I'm on, I'm on the side of the monster. I'm advocating for the monster. But there's too, there are too many human characters. I liked that the people were directly tied to there was a reason for them to be involved in the monsters more than they were just there. Yeah, there was the little girl and her mom and the Skarsgård. The girl could talk to Kong. The mom was Kong's manager. Skarsgård was there. Yeah. And then Millie Bobby Brown. They were. I would watch a movie just them where it references that all the other stuff was happening because they're just a treat. They were my problem is like I don't know why they weren't the core of the movie. Yeah. They they felt like a B plot when I think they should have been the A plot. Because here's the thing. Millie Bobby Brown was in the last movie. Yeah. Brian Hill is great. They have a nice little comedic, you know, whatever. They're in the conspiracy theory thing. Meanwhile, little deaf girl, I'm just I spend so much time trying to be like you adopted her. What is the timeline? Where's the rest of what is happening? I know you know what I'm saying? I didn't need that. The girl from Baby Driver, what's her name? Clum the Latina lady. She's in it. She's a part of the bad guys. Uh, I was the, like, I didn't you didn't need the to be daughter here. of the guy who's like Yeah. He, yeah, after they're there, she's been there. She's been a part of the story. Then they're in Hollow Earth. It cuts to the sign. They're not scientists, the billionaire guy. And he's like, my daughter will do it. Then it cuts back to her. And you're like, oh, that's why. That's why you've been here the whole time. I, it's, who's, okay. who's, I don't know who she was. What? None of this matters because King Kong Godzilla fight. And here's you're talking about how Godzilla is stronger than Kong. I will say this. Pound for pound, Kong is a way better fighter. Yeah, but Godzilla, Godzilla drilled is, into Hollow Godzilla Earth. Godzilla is more powerful. But it's just the radiation thing. Once Kong has the thing where you can block the radiation, 
Godzilla's got moves, okay? He can uppercut, he can duck, weave, jump. He'll take your back. He'll go for the jaw snap. He'll, he can wield a, a weapon. Kong, Godzilla's just got, without the radioactive blast, there's nothing. There's nothing he could do. Kong is a better fighter. He's yeah. more skilled. He has a monkey face. I sympathize with him. I see myself in Kong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kong's the best. He does the cool thing where he, like, jumps up on the building. <laughs> you know, the punch. Like a wall the, kick, kind of. The wall kick, yeah. But yeah, it's a punch. Jump up and then, bah. yeah. Yeah. Which I love because in other parts of the fight, they're like, the buildings are like paper. Unless they need to use them as leverage, <laughs> then they're not. Yes. I, yeah, so I mean, I, I enjoy the fighting. I liked that there was, a, you know, the axe gave it a whole other element. It's like, oh, he can yeah. block the reactive wave. He can harness some of that power. Like, really cool. I, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah. No, no, you, the you axe, tell me. You know, you're like, why is Kong want to, or why is Godzilla want to kill Kong so bad? It's like, you know, just imagine if a lizard man came at you with an axe made out of a human leg bone or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you killed a human to get that axe. I'm gonna murder you, yeah. and then you spit radiation at him. We're Godzilla there. The lizard man is King Kong. <laughs> okay. So I yeah. Up. I don't know. I, this movie is at its best when Brian Treehill is spitting up apples, making fun of people for drinking tap water, and when King Kong is fighting things. That's when this movie is shining. Fight scenes are so good. And the rest of it is just a vehicle to get us to more of the, you know, as so I'm like, take out the other humans. Let's focus on the Brian Tree Hill stuff. Let's focus on the fight. So here's what I think. Here's, I'm going to wrap this all up. Not the episode, but you know, my thoughts on this movie are, I think what they need to do, and I don't think they could do it because they could never do it justice. They could never make it look as good as a blockbuster movie. This needs to be like a special limited edition series. And there's like six episodes. Each episode is an hour long. And it's like, oh, first episode is Kong. Second one, second one's Godzilla. The next one is Godzilla versus Mothra. The next one is Kong versus Ghidorah. The last one is, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. what they needed is like, hey, let's strip out a lot of the human element. Let's focus on how cool these fights are. Get to the fights faster. Like, this is a two-hour movie. There's an hour of this movie that I loved. An hour that was fine. Yeah. So I think that's, but you know, they could never do that with like the budget and scale they need. Well, I think that seems to be the kind of thing that they're more open to doing now that like, especially with like HBO where every big budget thing comes out yeah. on their streaming service. Even want. if you pay, you know, they have so many actors in this. You're like, let's cut out all those actor salaries and just do two or three actors. Yeah. And let's spend all our time on this, on the monster fighting. Yeah. That was cool. Because you just kind of have like a core group of people that are like, these are the monarch guys that are like, yeah. they're there to explain stuff and then go back. They're to the there to observe and report and, you know, like, yeah, they're tracking all that. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what this movie should be. Yeah. I guess, And instead we get a movie and they come out every two years. And if not everybody's seen all, is this the fourth movie? Yeah. Because it's yeah, and so it's like this is the fourth movie. I've seen three of the four. I never saw the first one. They're like tracking the plot through all four of them. They're too spaced out. Not everyone's seeing them. They're not happy the box office performance. I'm like, you know, if you stripped out some of this stuff and just made really cool monster fight limited series, you know, that's where it would shine. Yeah, I guess another 
thing that is kind of a bummer is I started comparing it to, in my mind, I said more and more to Transformers. Yeah. As I was watching the movie. And they really have, they don't have that, you know, like Transformers had Shia LaBeouf and the, I don't know the name of the actor, but the guy who plays the main, like the captain, the Delta Force guys. John Chichero. No, but yeah, he's there too. But I'm talking about like the special forces or oh, yeah, Navy yeah. SEALs yeah, or whatever okay. they were. Or the, yeah, I think the pararescue actually, the Air Force guys. Mm-hmm. But like they had them for it's like, oh, we're going to have people in the thick of a battle and be able to help. Yeah. They got those guys for that. They got John Turturro for the funny stuff. And then yeah. Shia LaBeouf to be the the surrogate for the audience of like, right. oh my gosh, you know. Right. Whereas they don't really have that in the Godzilla movies. Yeah. They That's did a better true. job, I think, in this movie, though, of having that same effect. Uh, the family in King of Monsters, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was like, like, the Japanese scientist has to do like the sacrifice thing. I'm like, oh, I can, I can deal with that a little bit. But it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like the family thing. I was like, I don't care what you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this giant plane thing is cool, but let's wrap it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they did the thing where they were like, oh, look, Dora, they're in. Oh, they're in. Hawaii, they're gonna fight on the news. <laughs> it cuts away, and I was like, "Oh gosh, this one they didn't do that." I appreciated yeah. that. There were like three main fight sequences, and we're like, "Sweet, we got yeah, we got three men." I like that every time they fought, they fought until somebody won, and the right. other one had to leave or die. Yeah, yeah, and then okay, so I, I, that that's my thought on like this MonsterVerse series, how they could have capitalized on the good parts of it. Yeah. Now let's talk about the final act because we got a big twist. You teased. <laughs> big twist. Here's the thing. I called it. Was it. I didn't call it the beginning of the movie, but I did like before they revealed it, I was like, they're doing Mecha Godzilla. Like what they did the Hyperloop, right? Yeah. The, the conspiracy group are in the Hyperloop. They go, they get shipped to like Beijing or Hong, Beijing? Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. Same gift. The biggest city in the world. They ship to Hong Kong. They pop out and like, a cage thing. I was like, oh, they do a Mega Godzilla. And then like right after that, they cut to the lab and I'm like, it's Mega Godzilla. Yeah. I didn't, I'm sure there's lots of people who saw, because I think it was Mega Godzilla's eye that uh, they see, the guy sees at the very beginning when it Godzilla attacks their, uh, the Apex facility. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the eye. Because that's why Godzilla's going nuts attacking apex places everyone thinks it's because of kong but it's actually because of mecha godzilla yeah he recognized they've the captured skull. what did they do they took the skull they did like a pacific rim where they captured the skull from Ghidorah. yeah and then they're using that to like neural link and which i do appreciate because that was the stinger at the end of uh godzilla king of monsters was the the guy you know, the eco freedom fighter, whatever he called himself, mm-hmm. like the head that got chopped off by Godzilla mm-hmm. or Godzilla ripped off, I think, or something. Yeah. They got that head. Mm-hmm. And so they were using that. He sold it to them and they were using He that. gave them the head. I, I mean, I think he sold it to him. But yes, either way, the that's, guy got head. that's how he got the head of, of Ghidorah. And then they're like, yeah, that's how we're going to do the neural link. Which I like the way they did the neural link better than Pacific Rim in this movie. Yeah. Except for in one fat, right? So they've got like a dude who's like, oh, I'm the pilot for it. They neural link to him. 
when they're doing like the test thing but see cody is too big they needed two pilots it's too much for one mind (laughs) well it was so funny because he's in mechagodzilla and i think they do like a little test run and they're like oh if we can just get a sample of like the thing from hollow earth then we can like really fully power this thing but i don't know if it's during the fight or if it's during the test maybe it's during the test but mechagodzilla does a big blast or something and they cut to the pilot and it look it looks like he's like just having an orgasm yeah like, you know because he's like his eyes are it's like the back. same thing with like avatar when like they do the neural link thing and you're like oh wait why did, why did oh. that monster's eyes dilate that much it looked like he was just anyway yeah so here's the thing just the hair sex <laughs> that, uh, yeah the hair sex anyway yeah. so i just i did appreciate that i mean it was it was bad but i was just like oh oh no yeah, which I think what they were going for was that it was like a bit a big load on his brain. But yeah, it was very sexual. I felt yeah. it too. Or maybe he was addicted to the pa- just the sheer power of it was like, Whoa. yeah, the thing that annoyed me about all was they're like, we need the power source. And then they're like, the power source is Godzilla scales put into the ground. And then they're like, OK, so you have they're just a battery. The power source is obviously below this, powering the axes. And then they're like, cool, take a sample of the battery. And I'm like, that's not what you came here for. And then they're like, let me cut out a Are sample. Are they saying the sample, they can use the sample to like figure out what the sample's made out of so they can make their own? Well, but it also like they immediately get powered up. So that- I mean, that's the thing. This is a part of this is a whole, this is what upsets me. They're like we need the power source. We don't know if it's a crystal or a gem or a sphere of clear glass gem crystalline material. But it's a power source. Yeah. And we're going to take it. And I'm like, it's probably bigger than you can take, but okay. And then they're like, we've analyzed it. Make it. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) made it. And I'm like, that's not how power works, man. You have electricity and you can generate it various ways. And that's it. That's all you got. All right. It's like if I took the core, you know, a, the core of the sun, you know, like a, yeah. like a little like fistful of the sun. And I was like, look, replicate that in the <laughs> next 12 seconds, <laughs> which I mean, they can do that, but not. Yeah, it would be like doing that to people before they made nuclear reactors. And then mm-hmm. they're like, now that I see it, I have the data of what it's doing. I with no special facilities no special research i can recreate it yeah it's like what (laughs) and then they immediately powered up i'm like i really feel like you guys had the ability to power this before and they're like but we don't understand the technology it's like they're not there's no technology to godzilla he's a monster oh yeah with radioactive superpowers and there's kong a giant monkey there's no technology here they have doors that's their technology. Also, I was really upset. There's obviously a tiny person door underneath Godzilla's throne. And nobody said anything oh, about it. That's for nobody the next won move. in the person door. That's for the next movie. The little girl? The little deaf girl? Boom. She's gonna go in there. She's gonna rule with Godzilla. Yeah. Over Hollow Earth. Or King Kong. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So they're both the same. It's all the same. Giant monsters. <laughs> so yeah. So then Mechagodzilla pops out. And it's like, oh no, Mechagodzilla, he's too strong. Except, what if Godzilla and King Kong 
teamed up yeah. to fight Mechagodzilla. Yeah. So cool. But first, they have to revive Kong, who got oh. killed by Godzilla. Right. They had to jumpstart his heart. Yeah, that was dumb, but whatever. This is what I said to, to, to Tiffany. I turned, I said to her, I was like, all right, I understand what this is. What's happening here? The type of movie this is. Mm-hmm. And that in movies, this is how a defibrillator works. But that is not how a defibrillator works. Defibrillator interrupts your heart for a second. Mm. I didn't know this until my friend told me this. He's a paramedic. He's a he's a helicopter person paramedic thing now. (laughs) Helicopter person. He's a transformer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like your heart goes nuts because you're having a heart attack or you're dying and your heart's like it's being dumb is what it's doing. Yeah. So you shock it and it makes it all tense up for a second. Because all the sink. Yeah. And then it's all pumping together because like the different parts of it will be like your left ah, side will yeah. be pumping different than your right side and it tears itself apart. So you got to mm-hmm. stop it. It's like if your left <laughs> leg was going faster than your right leg and you're like, you guys need to just get back into a rhythm. Yeah. If it has stopped, you're, you're not going to start their heart again with a defibrillator. Don't you, you start the heart with compression, right? Yeah. That's, that's why you do compressions because you're pushing the heart. So the heart does like some pumpy movements and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can. Yes. So what they should have been doing. He should have been slamming. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, that's the alternative is him like smashing this thing. Into- also, it like breaks ribs and you like wake up feeling like you're like you wish you were dead. Right. You just <laughs> sat on by like King Kong just sat on your chest. So I feel like they did the best they could. And in movies, that is how they work. So. I'll accept yeah. it, but I was like, this feels wrong. You this know, feels the world would weird. be a better place if science was the same as movies. We'd, if movie science was the same as like actual in real world science, it would just be a better place. Amazing. You could just make up your own rules wherever you want to. Like, Mainframes would be getting hacked vaccines, all the time. Vaccines, anti-vaccines. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> you, just, you just make, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could write the screenplay of your life exactly how you want your truth to be. Oh, you know, talking about applying movie stuff to real world. That's I figure out how we stop the coronavirus pandemic. Ooh, ooh. We've all seen the third X-Men movie where they put the vaccine to being X-Men or being va- mutants into guns and then they shoot the mutants. <laughs> Let me just see. Are you COVID positive? <laughs> Let's get that swab in there. Oh, yeah. Get, get the, the gun. Honk, <laughs> honk. Yeah. Ah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Why haven't we tried that yet? Um, get the CDC. Get Fauci. Get him on the line. <laughs> Fauci, you've overlooked a brilliant solution to this pandemic. Yeah. You're going to love this. It involves guns. It involves vaccines. Your two favorite things. Exactly. We're going to have to only we're going to need a lot of single dose vaccines, though. Yeah. Or else you're going to have to shoot somebody and be like, come back in four weeks. <laughs> we could do you could do house visits with that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you get you get in the little wagon. You drive up to the house. Knock, knock, knock. Thunk, thunk, thunk. I will be back in three and a half weeks. <laughs> See, that's what you're you're thinking. You knock. I'm thinking you pull up outside in an unmarked van. They come out to get the mail and you shoot them in the neck. With it. It's like that gif of like the swamp guys just like breaking in through the ceiling and through the windows. <laughs> yes. You know which house you've done because of the broken windows. So yeah. You're like, oh wait, we've already been there. Exactly. Windows boarded up. All right, we have to do the second dose still. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anywho, 
We're doing classic Kong moves, all right? Kong goes for the jaw snap, which I'm all about. But Godzilla's too powerful. It's too powerful. Mech, yeah. I love that they like, Godzilla and Kong, they have their moment where they're like, I see what you're doing. Let me help you. You know, Kong, Kong raises up the axe or whatever. Godzilla, boom, shoots it. Kong's like, oh, he's powering up the axe. Slams it down. He breaks off the arm. He's doing, you know, it was, it was an, I felt so American. I felt so patriotic (laughs) to watch monkey and lizard fight together to destroy technology. It was all about it. It was, I I did like when they teamed up. It was was like, I didn't, you know, the the fight on the ship was interesting, but anytime someone's like about to drown, I'm like, I don't like this because I hold my breath and they hold their breath. (laughs) And so it makes for bad scenario. Yeah. And fighting the city was really cool because I like, I like the way Kong moves. I want MMA Kong. I want King Kong to get into MMA. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was about. The only thing here's why I didn't like it. You're talking about the moves, right? I yeah. I didn't like how fast Godzilla was. Yeah, he is. He's huge. He shouldn't have that. Because in every other movie, it's like when they fight. Because even when Godzilla, because so there's one scene in the previous one where Godzilla and Ghidorah are kind of facing off. And they start running at each other, which they never run. It's always like a slow plotting to get to each other. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shoot. And Godzilla's like shoulder checking buildings out of his way and yeah. stuff. And it's like, this feels like everything's been dialed up to 11 because right. they're running at each other. Whereas yeah. this one, he's so freaking fast. Well, it's like Kong is like a heavyweight fighter, you know, yeah. and Godzilla should be like a super heavyweight, you know, where it's like, oh, or welterweight or whatever, where it's like, that's the highest weight class. Super strong, but he's gonna move a little slower. And yeah. instead, you're right. He is he's moving at a way faster speed. Yeah, like to me, it would make more sense if Kong was the fast one as he's, you know, able to move like a gorilla right. fighting a giant lizard. Yeah. And Godzilla should be like if it should be like he's gonna move super slow, but if his tail connects with King Kong, Kong's going flying. Right. But he's not probably going to connect that hit. He's only going to get him once with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they were so fast and it was like they were punching each other and like putting each other in the locks. And I was like, this is weird. This is like they just had two dudes fight in the parking lot and they're like, do that. <laughs> Make the things do that. Yeah. Right. That's what it felt yeah. like at some points. Sure. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I love. The climax of the movie with them fighting Mechagodzilla, I was like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. I'm all about it. It felt felt like Captain America and Thor fighting Thanos. Yeah. That was how it felt. Definitely. Um, And I liked Brian Tree Hill at the end. You know, he was like, you open up that bottle of whiskey, he said he never went. He was like, I was hoping to, I was hoping to die. What do you say? Die with adults. Die with adults. But here we are. Yes, I love that. Uh, so oh. good. And what did he say? Someone's speech got cut off. Maybe it was one of the bad guys. He was like, oh, I wanted to hear the rest of that speech. Yeah, it was like the, the mastermind behind Mechagodzilla is giving yeah. a speech, and then he just gets eaten by Mechagodzilla. Yeah. I was like, so, I mean, Brian Tree, way to go. It's just one of the things you're like, you really, yeah, you you should have capitalized on that team instead of the other, the other two teams you were following. Yeah, which I feel like if they're smart, going into the next movie that they'll do. Mm-hmm. I think they'll keep him and what's her face? Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Millie. Yeah. 
Because she's he's funny and everybody loves him. She's real popular because she's in uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things, and other stuff. Enola Holmes. Yeah, they have a good. I thought they had a good rapport. That yeah. team. I like Josh because he doesn't say anything, and then when he does, everybody's like, "Shut up, Josh!" <laughs> yeah, like tap water. His nickname was tap water. I was like, "He's great." Yeah, he's great. So I think it'd be cool if like next one jumps forward several years, and they're part of Monarch, and they're the team that's there just to explain what's going on. Like, yeah, you only cut to them to be like, this is why these two things are fighting. We cloned Mothra and Mothra's going nuts. So instead of being on the same team as Godzilla, they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Except Mothra always goes out like a bee. OK, even though she's a moth. <laughs> yeah, I. OK, so they, they did it. They beat Godzilla, and Kong and Godzilla are like, you all right, man. <laughs> and they they part ways. Someone gets injured. I think it might be the guy. Scarsgard? Maybe. Is Scarsgard bad guy or good guy? He's a good guy. He's a good guy. When he's walking, he's like limping. Yeah. And they're like, let me help you walk away. And then like, nobody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, they did the thing where it's like, oh, let me put my arm under your armpit and then I can support you. Except they're not doing that. Yeah. And then he's like holding the girl's hand. I'm like, no one's helping you walk away. You're doing oh. a very bad job. And I, I just this is off topic, Cody, which you yeah. know is rare for this for this uh, podcast. Oh yeah, no, we're professionals if nothing else. Last night, Tiffany and I had a date night mm-hmm. because she wanted to watch the space between us. It's a movie about the boy born on Mars. Oh nope, I don't know. <laughs> boy okay. gets born on Mars, comes to Earth. Heart can't do Earth. Gotta go back to Mars. But they fall in love. All right. Point is. Gary Oldman's in it? Yes, he is. No, he's but he's not the boy from Mars. No. It's Asa Butterfield. Yeah. Okay. Tiffany loves him. What is he in? He looks like he's from a new wave. He looks like he's in a new wave band. What is he doing? That's recent. That's recent development that I discovered last night as well. He is in. Oh, he's the little boy in Hugo? Yeah. Oh, it's Martin Scorsese's greatest film. Oh, I don't like. Oh, he's Ender Wigan. Yeah, Ender's game. He's actually really good. He's in the boy at the striped pajamas. Yeah, it's a heavy hitter. You seen that? I've only seen the tragic ending. I've not seen it. He's in Sex Education. Yeah, he's been so he's one of those child actors where it's like, no, he a big boy now. Yeah. All right, carry on. It also fits because you know you think you grew up on Mars, right? What's some? We all know what you would look like, right? No, but there's a book. There's a book about this. Yes. And we've talked about it because You're talking about the Martian? The weird the weird sex cult. No. <clears throat> it's a book by Robert A. Heinlein, my favorite sci-fi author. Okay? Okay. And he is from Mars. But it's not the Mar like it's not the Matt Damon the Martian source okay. material. Yeah. It's uh This is like a Nicholas Sparks book that this movie is based on. Yeah, but hold on. So, so you know. I'm not done. He wrote Stranger in a Strange Land. Which I stopped reading because the sex cult stuff got too weird. But the first half of that book is fantastic. All right, let yeah. me just hold on. In the middle, yeah. I know it's off topic. <laughs> I'm going on. I want to explain to you the, the plot of Stranger in a Strange Land. All right. Stranger in a Strange Land. It's like, oh. We went and caught. We went and sent some scientists to Mars. Right. On the way to Mars, 
two of them boned down. I think like there were like two or three couples. Two of them boned down and then had a son born on Mars. On Mars, there are Martians. They have a whole different way of life and culture and whatever. So this guy, because he was born on Mars, he like is raised as a Martian. But then they bring him back to Earth. And he's like, I'm a weird Martian dude, but I am human, but I have all this weird culture. And the, the culture of the Martians is super cool. But he, he, he has supernatural powers because he was born in space on Mars. Anyway, right. it's a great book, except I never finished it because the, the sex, sex stuff got weird. The sex cult, yeah. There's no sex for about 200 pages. And then it's all sex for 100 pages. So anywho, the boy in the striped pajamas is born on Mars, you're saying. And he's on Earth and he falls in love. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. You describe in the book, here's what I feel like. What? This is a, so it is, I think. I'm really trying to figure Because what it sounds like is somebody's like, hmm, what you're saying. What you're describing. They're like, I see what you're saying. But what if we made it a teenage romance novel? Nice. So I don't know if maybe this is a movie based on the book you're describing that they made into a teenage romance. But I'm pretty sure it's no based way. on a book that like your wife would have read in middle school. Right. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, my point is he's six feet tall when he's, you know, supposed to be 17, six foot tall, 17 year old. So it okay. checks out, um, which I checked up on. And Butterfield is six feet tall. He is a very tall man. Oh. And he was very tall when he was very young. OK, uh, so he goes to Earth. He got the brittle bones. He got the big heart. That's the whole thing. His heart's too big, Cody. Okay. It's bad for you. But it makes him love more. Not really. Anyway, <laughs> point is, at the very end of the movie, he's like, something happens, and he's like, it's all over. I'm dying anyway. I'm going to... I didn't choose where I was born. I'm choosing where I'm going out, though. Choosing the way I die. And he tries to go into the ocean. So they walk out into the surf, him and this girl who's like, no, don't do it. And she's like... But then the wave gets him and the real and the reality of the situation is he's a big man. She's a small lady that almost gets knocked over by this wave. She's supposed to be supporting him, but she almost falls and he has to catch her. And they kept that take. <laughs> he is literally seconds from death. Yeah. Like blood is streaming from his nose. He's pale. His bones are held together by like carbon fiber mesh attached to him uh -huh. <laughs> but she almost falls and he has to be like oh gotcha and i'm like you would break his spine in reality that's the most atrocious atrocious scene of what you were describing with scars guard that's why i wanted to say this yeah. aside okay. yeah of where someone's like let me help you and then they end up being the one who's supported by the injured person right or something yeah yeah it's like Cause she's like, oh, it's like, oh, gotcha. Robert Highline writes great books. Does he? Is it better than Dune? Which I finally convinced my wife to start. Probably not. But him. he did. He wrote Starship Troopers and. Um, oh, I like that movie. Yeah. Great book. Totally different vibe from the movie, but yeah. same basic premise. Robert Highline's really good. 
if you like sci-fi, it's like it's very accessible sci-fi, but still has some like really cool sci-fi concepts. And he can write. He's written all. I've read probably like five or six of his books. Oh, good. also pause everything. Space between us. There's a group of like wannabe astronauts visiting a facility, like high school or college students. Yeah. They're like, hey, check all this cool stuff out. Be astronauts. One of them. Randomly, no lines, no nothing. Logan Paul. He's just in it. And I was like, is that Logan Paul? And then there's a full shot of his face. And I was like, that is Logan, Logan Paul. Paul or Jake Paul? Logan Paul. The older Paul. The MMA fighter? <laughs> yeah. Gonna, I think his next fight is supposed to be Floyd Mayweather. And that is going to be a bloodbath. Because <laughs> everyone's like, Logan Paul, he, he's fought people that he's, no one he's fought in his professional fights are that good. Yeah. And now he's going up against like one of the greatest boxers of all time. Undefeated heavyweight champion <laughs> like of the world. Like 50 or 55 victories undefeated. Yeah. So that'll be cool. The kind of guy that can kill someone in the I think it's for charity. So charity's going to have charity's going to have a heyday. <laughs> Here's what happened. Okay, him Let me take it back. Take it back to the good old days when Logan Paul challenged was it McGregor? Yeah. To a fight? Yeah. In his hubris. And then they're like, let's do it. And then they fought. Okay? What? And then they fought. And they both made millions of dollars. And they're like, we should do this again. And yeah. then they did do it again. Oh, the Mayweather and no. McGregor? Logan Paul. Logan McGregor. Paul didn't fight McGregor. Who did he fight? Who's the first person he fought? They're not people that you would know unless you were in the world of fighting. It was the first person he challenged. Everybody's like, he's going to die. And he didn't die. And they both made more money than they'd ever made before. And that's what so kicked all this off. He's done two fights. Gosh. Oh, now everybody is... wants to fight him. All right. Here's the problem. <laughs> he has too much going on in his life. And so it's like, so his professional boxing record... Oh, yeah, it's boxing that he does. Right. Professional was KSI? Yes, KSI. Yeah, but he's done exhibition mat matches with... Uh, so, so he's doing an exhibition match with Mayweather. Yeah. That's this summer. So I, I thought he had one other fight. But this is saying he's only had one. They, maybe, he, maybe they were amateur fights or... Yeah, well, he's... Like, a lot of people challenged him. He's challenged a lot of people. I don't know how many times I know he fought. said the thing about McGregor. McGregor was like, I don't have time. I don't yeah. not, I am not wasting I think time with you, McGregor but. was also like he'll because Mayweather won't kill him he'll just win not right. kill him Mayweather's McGregor would kill technical. him McGregor would yeah because oh. who's what's the deal with KSI KSI I said I don't know KSI is an English YouTuber yeah recording artist and boxer so this is another guy who's like not even it was a YouTube him. beef that got up it was fake YouTube beef that got up to let's fight and they fought, made a ton of money, and they're like, this is a genius idea. Oh, and that, that was his only fight, too. So, okay, so that's yeah. dumb. I thought he fought like a real boxer. My something. point is, you know the guy that I send you memes from all the time? The Kevin guy on Instagram or Twitter. He's on all the stuff. He does the flamingos. Kevin know? Flynn? Is that who it is? Yeah. White, he, people, at white people humor? Yes. Yeah. He has <laughs> said several times, he'd fight Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I've read... Because sometimes I read his uh, descriptions or his comments, which are always a true treat, you know. And I like that he, for a long time, thought Jake Paul and Logan Paul were the same person. Oh, yeah, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. So, yeah. 
That's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. If I just told Tiffany, I was like, that's Logan Paul. And she's like, who? I was like, he's a bad person. <laughs> he filmed a dead body in Japan. And she's like, that's all I needed to know. Ah. Uh, all right. No more context for her on the, that. The only other thing I have to say about this movie. It ends on a high note. Brian Trahill's like, oh, hey, man, big, come on my podcast. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, because so to her good. dad, right? Yeah. He was the head of Monarch at the time. Yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. Are you going to recommend this movie? I I mean, I think it's good in the way that the other Godzilla movies are good and the Transformers movies are good in that the big set piece fights mm-hmm. are awesome. I think the story of this is better than Transformers 4. I think the reason I equate them is they both did the thing of we'll go to the largest city in the world. But they both, uh, I think, took it one step too far in the lore of the world. And yeah. that's going to come back to bite them. Fair enough. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what else they'll do. I mean, I know that this one, they were like, look, the last movie didn't get as much money as we wanted, but the director was like, let's just be true to the fans. I did. See what happens. I did look it up. Do you want to try to guess the estimated budget of the film? Unless you've seen it already. Uh, I will guess it. I may have seen it. I'm sure it's like 130 million. It's estimated $200 million. $200 million. Okay. That was, that was, okay. And so far, it has grossed $400 million worldwide. That's really impressive, given so, the pandemic. Yeah. So, as usual, it's about 80-something at last tally, or 80 or 90 from think, Isn't US. that what God's, isn't what that, what the, the movie got, the last movie got? Godzilla King of Monsters? Um, I can look real quick, but... It's about three quarters of that is outside the U.S. I'm sure half of the, I'm sure 200 million of it is from China. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they dig the big monster movies. In Japan, I know Godzilla is super popular, so it probably contributed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun fact for you. When I first looked up Godzilla or Kong versus Godzilla, I put a 9 instead of an O in Kong. And Google <laughs> has just accepted that <laughs> and that's the autocomplete now oh that drives me crazy <laughs> it even it's oh, got the man. movie poster and everything um my autocomplete it has merged my old address which is an apartment with my new address which is a house and so it'll be like oh yeah this address apartment number five i'm like please no <laughs> no <laughs> i cannot i have tried to fit like i've gone in and deleted the old address and it's like nah this is just what it is now you forever live in apartment 104 <laughs> All right, so um, the budget on the last movie was $170 million, and the box office was 386 So it's already outdone the previous movie. Which is, that's very impressive, considering. Yeah, of course, yeah. this is probably... I, wonder, I, just, I wonder how much HBO Max is going to account for it, because HBO, now that they're releasing it on HBO, they have to be saying, okay, did we get new subscribers, or what percentage of that is going to count for the box office of this? You know what I'm saying? Or at least... Yeah. As far as us evaluating if it gets a sequel or if it was profitable, because Dune is going to Dune has to do well. It has to do well. I think because I know from other streaming services like um, smaller ones that I have watched stuff on Mm -hmm. where they're like to talk more about the background of it. And then from hearing stuff about Netflix, they view it more as like. Like, I know Netflix specifically is like, okay, 
we made this much money this year. So this percentage of that goes towards movies and we need a big budget movie or a big set piece show every three months. Yeah. To keep people subscribed or it's like every six months or something. However, they're like, these are the big dates where people's subscriptions renew. Yeah. And we need to make sure we're hitting those. So I know that's how they treat it, where they're not like, well, this one, when this movie came out, we got a million more subscribers. So that all goes to that. Oh, HBO Max has been growing pretty, from what I've read, pretty rapidly it, in subscribers. It's like yeah. grown pretty well. Well, yeah, I mean, like ours, my we got AT&T Internet and it, it's part of AT&T mm-hmm. Internet. So yeah. we do that. And I canceled our old subscription and it's just rolled into it now. Yeah. And I'm sure that's getting them a ton of. Like my parents so are about to get the AT&T fiber mm-hmm. and it's going to they're So they're going to get another subscriber, even though my parents are probably just keep using my account. Yeah. But uh, it's. It's my favorite, like as far as the quality of the content, it's probably my favorite. Streaming service. Yeah, I think I use Paramount Plus the most just because my wife and I put Spongebob on in the background all the time. Yeah. And she likes a lot of the other cartoon, like when we, from when we were kids, cartoons mm-hmm. and IMDb TV. They have a show we're watching on it. Oh, it's got oh. commercials and I feel dirty every How, time. Oh, yeah. How does that? Uh, I, I like this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it again, but what I would do, I would watch the monster fight. <laughs> like, yeah, I would go and be like, oh, I just watch the monster fight part. because That's that's what we're about. Would you say. Compared to the others. You said you haven't seen the first one. But yeah, compared to Skull Island, Godzilla 2 and this one. How would you rate the human story and like the writing and the acting and everything on that end? I still think this has the best human story. Yeah, because I did not give one poop about Godzilla 2. Skull Island was pretty good, but I just I like the Brian Tree Hill stuff. That was a big highlight for me. Their little team did really well. I think Skull Island, they definitely... The movie was about the people and Kong was in the movie. Yeah. Whereas these ones are about Godzilla and Kong. Right. Which I feel like that's just kind of a thing with the Godzilla movies, right? Where it's You like, have to have someone's perspective, right? You have yeah. to... Because if it's just two monsters fighting in a city, you're like, I don't care. But if it's someone who lives in the city and is like, oh, there's stakes here. This is a problem. Or what are we going to do? And, you know. Yeah. It helps you kind of see it. Now, if I rolled in the Transformers movies, which I've been comparing them to, would you still say this is the best? What do you mean? As far as the human storyline. The the, human storyline? Not the big monster fights. Depends on the Transformers movie, because some of those... I'm talking about all of them. Oh. Like, if you looked at all those movies and the movies you've seen of the Godzilla, the monster-verse, you know? I don't know. I mean, Transformers are more cohesive. Yeah. Of course, you follow the human. There's more time following the humans and the Transformers talk. And so they're interacting a lot more. That's true. Whereas this one, it's like, okay, Kong does a little sign language, which is kind of fun, but it's not like there's also three human stories happening. Whereas in Transformers, it's it's Shia LaBeouf or it's Mark Wahlberg. That's who you're following. You know, Mark and Mark. I did look up that Wall Street thing oh my <laughs> i was like i love it i'm all about it i hate it i was so mad i was reading i was like the stupid oh it's like gains and loss like they do they do like a a finance 
our business pun for every episode. Are you pulling it up? I'm going to pull it up. Because it made me so mad. Six of them. Yeah, right? it's like a six part little like mini docuseries <gasps> on HBO about like Mark Wahlberg's business life. I was invited to. I saw a talk show clip of Graham Norton, which is like the British talk show. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg and Sarah Silverman. And I, I'm going to be honest, I lost all respect for Mark Wahlberg. I was like, Mark Wahlberg, you're a weird dude. I think you're kind of creepy. I am not. And, and then like the next day I saw this thing. I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm watching this. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's. Okay, so the first episode is just called Startup. Then Whatever. ROI, oh my. <laughs> Stop. Cash flow until. Uh, like, Lockdown and out. I hate it. Capital pains. I hate it. It's like capital gains, but it's yeah. pains. Do you get it? Yeah. And then it's just let's do lunch. Let's do launch. Sorry. Let's do launch. Uh, I hate it. I don't care about the, Mark Wahlberg's business ventures. Is the whole thing just him funding startups? Here's the thing. He's insane. How are they rich? How is his whole family rich? Who did they murder to get their money? Mark Wahlberg makes approximately four times more than he should for any movie he's been in the last 10 years. That's what but you don't understand. The, the is, he, he he's is a staunch things. negotiator. And they're like, all right, we have $30 million to pay our actors. Mark Wahlberg's like, great, give me most of it. <laughs> You're yeah. like, what about your co-stars? They can, ha you know, like Mark Wahlberg's going to walk away with 20 million of that $30 million. Yeah. He's like the opposite of Robert Downey Jr. Who's like, I make too much. Mm -hmm. Stop. So, yeah, that's remember, uh, remember when Robert Downey Jr. was like the most highly paid actor in the world because he was Iron Man and they just kept paying him like the standard raise you would get for a sequel. And then mm -hmm. he's like, everybody else is like, I want more. And he's like, why don't you guys take my 80 million dollar yeah. raise and just distribute it amongst? Yeah, because he, he also got like a percentage of ticket sales like Avengers. And it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is going to. Was yeah, like, he's like, what if I had like a small base salary and then you just gave me a percentage of ticket sales? And then it was like the yeah. highest grossing movie of all time. And it's like, well, yeah. we made a mistake. Well, it's like why him and Kevin Feige are stupidly rich now, because they were both like, we'll we'll do this cheap. To make the Iron Man. Yeah. But we want to own part of the franchise. And it's like, like the cool. same reason why Jeff Be Bezos is so rich is because he's just like, oh, I have the majority stakeholder in Amazon. Fast forward 20 years. It's like, oh, it's like the biggest company in the world. And. As a result, my gains have scaled up <laughs> so high that it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Remember when he sold a bunch of stuff because he wanted to be the first trillionaire? And everybody was like, I hate you. And he's like, good. <laughs> here's, the, here's the problem with rich people. This it's, is what people don't understand about rich people. Say it's, it's true for Bill Gates. It's true for Jeff Bezos. And it has to be true for Mark Wahlberg. This is why Mark, Mark Wahlberg is rich. If you get enough money, it is very easy to make money. Yeah. If you invest your money and your money is in the millions, then that money is going to grow to billions of dollars. And that's why poor people are always poor. They don't have the capital to like start investing in things. They're just like, I'm spending my money. Mark Wahlberg cannot spend his money because he has so much of it tied up in business and stuff. And that business generates just more money. And so you can be mad at billionaires, but they just can't spend it. You either have to give it up and say someone else can have it. But once you got that point, once you have that capital base, what are you going to do? It's a money-making machine. Yeah. And you're just the, the the only one person who benefits from it. Yeah. I mean, like, every time I've invested, I've made at least 30%. Which is great. But I've only invested, like, 100 bucks at a time. Now, imagine you invested $10 million. 
Yeah. Now you've got $13 million. What are you going to do with $13 million? I guess invest it again. Oh, look, now you've got $17 million. And look at, now you're Mark Wahlberg, and we all hate you. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is I'm announcing a hedge fund that I will manage. I no. don't know what they are. Let's make a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Back that. <laughs> there you go. Godzilla coin. Yes. It will spell it slightly different. <laughs> The L's are dollar signs, but it's pronounced <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, man. All right. We did it. Moral of the story, get yourself several million dollars and you'll never want again. That's what the Hispanic or Spanish or Latinx. Something, you know, the uh, the guy. Yes. Ethnic. Is, is he ethnic? <laughs> Because there were a few times where he just sounded like a white dude. And I'm like, but you're not a white dude. But then he's be like, you'd be like, yeah, down in Mexico. And I'm like, what are you? I know white people who have adopted Guatemalan children. Guatemala. Okay? That's where he's from. And then by proxy, you yourself as the parent, the Gu- as the adoptive parent of a Guatemalan child, you become Latino or Latina. What if he was Puert- Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Then he's just a white dude because he's from America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I like this is. movie. I love it. It's my favorite movie ever. I enjoyed it. Sure, watch it. But look, if you're really pressed for time, you can very easily fast forward to some really cool monster fights and get about as much enjoyment as yeah. if you watch the rest of it. Yeah. Here's the thing. Cody, you do. Uh, we're, we're wrapping this up, right? We're doing it. You're about to do it. You're poised. <laughs> Do your thing, because I'm gonna. I want to give people a reason to tweet at you. All right, but where can they do that? Well, you can share or subscribe to us wherever you find podcasts. Opinion havers. Yeah. You can tweet at us at opinion havers. We're also on Facebook at opinion havers. Yeah. Tweet tweet at Cody if you're as enraged as I am by the Godzilla chuckle. I was so <laughs> mad when he chuckled. So mad. <laughs> as enraged as I thought Cody would be, that's how enraged I am. I'll go back and watch. That's the nice thing about it being on HBO. It's like it's gone now. It's already gone. The thirtieth was the last day. No, <laughs> tis the first. We go watch wow. it in the theater in three D though. Okay, well, I'll we'll have another panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Those creepy scenes, very creepy on the front. Anyway. Thanks for listening, and until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Here's the thing, Cody. You know all the scary scenes? Yeah. When you're right there, and Godzilla is, like, looming over, and it goes from God or King Kong's perspective, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh. I felt like I was going to die. I was squirming in my seat. So that movie, this should get an Oscar nod. It connected with it, it forced a response from you. Yeah, but it's, they're gonna get the Oscar vote from the people who sat in the front row of the premiere. Oh yeah, that's it. That's the only people. Watch it in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>